subscribing and sharing um but today's episode is hyper masculinity and homophobia oh it's a big one controversy time yes i can't wait to talk about Definitely. this topic. we got a whole bunch of stuff lined <laughs> up so man let's get into it let's get into this. all right so first i think we need to um define both masculinity mm. and manhood because i don't believe they're the same thing um but i know yeah I don't think they're the same thing, but I'm not exactly sure what's the difference because I'm not a man, so I didn't <laughs> learn these things. So what would you say, how would you define uh, both masculinity and manhood and what it means to be a man? Mm. Okay, so this is it's a little difficult because it varies, obviously, uh, depending on who you ask. Certain people will say uh, certain things depending on their perspective. Mm-hmm. So I can only speak from my perspective, so that's what I'll do. Uh for me, um, masculinity is really just uh, the pr- presentation or the energy of, of, I guess, somewhat dominant or aggressive behavior or, or aggressive or assertive behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be directed in a positive or a negative d- manner. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I believe in some cases, a lot of women can be aggressive and assertive. And that would be seen as masculine. And I, and in society's terms, I guess that is masculine. But it doesn't mean that she's not a woman or she can't have other feminine qualities well, as well. I think in each gender, we have masculinity and femininity right. energies within ourselves. So right. I do believe the masculine is the more dominant, but we can... Yeah, both of us can have it. But I think the problem with society is when they see that masculinity, that masculine energy mm-hmm. within women, they like, oh, she's trying to be like a man. Right. So instead of just associating men with masculinity, it's acknowledging that both genders have these energies within themselves. Right. Yes. That's the way I see, like, that's the way I see masculinity. And mm-hmm. the way you broke down, like, the both sides of it and both mm-hmm. pieces, it's perfect because that's what it really is because it's a struggle between... Uh, like you said, people's ability to accept that we have that duality within us mm-hmm. and we have both sides of us. Yeah, I think it's like men are masculine, women are feminine. Right. Just, and it's, it's like, look no, at... we both have both of them. Right. Both of those quality traits. Yeah. Just society's like, lean to the extreme. Right, black or white thinking, like we talked yeah. about before. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time and it fucks with us. It's one of the worst things we can do as society is just think it 
oh, everything's got to be this way, and mm-hmm. that's it. So, yeah, for, ma- for me, masculinity is, is, is that. It's that, that assertive, that aggressive mm-hmm. um, energy, that energy that's uh, put forward and, and kind of powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. So with that comes the, the manhood um, aspect. Now, for me, manhood would be a series of things, like criteria of uh, like what being a man really is. Like a man, I feel, is able to provide for himself, uh, provide a space or environment uh, for the people that he loves, or at least attempt to. Like you don't have to necessarily succeed at these things. It's more about your character, your heart, and your willingness to do what you need to do to ensure that these things can be possible. If not for you, then for future generations. Because that's another thing, Mm -hmm. is that uh, we look at it as uh, manhood as being like a failure or a success instead of it being like a process, you know? Uh, like you wanting to provide for your family and you failing time and time uh, again uh-huh. doesn't mean that you're not a man. It means mm, you're mm. you're you're failing at, at something and you're trying your best at being the best man she can be. Um, but then, should we just not equate a man to like his worth being a protector and a provider? Because like, okay, say someone right. breaks in the house and like. Your man has a gun, but the there's like more than one, and he can't protect you. That doesn't mean he's, so not, he's not a man. man right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I mean. Like the protector, uh, it goes to my idea of umbrella values, mm-hmm. which I need to write about. <laughs> uh, so the idea is that we have these values, and under these things are the other categories that are accessible and 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 able that we're able to really like you know, identify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One being protector. So mm-hmm. the overarching thing, the umbrella of the protector is I care and I will do anything for my family. Mm-hmm. That That's what you do. That means you're a man. Mm. Whether your ability to do, do it, do it yeah. that, that depends. That's so, that so depends. Like, yeah. like me, I'm like, what? Five nine, five ten. Mm-hmm. If somebody's six ten, six nine mm-hmm. <laughs> comes up to me got like 100 pounds on me and I got to fight for my family, am I going to do it? Yes. Will I succeed? No. Does that make me any less of a man? (laughs) You know, you got to do what you got to do. Got to take that L. What you going to do about it? But if it's for your family and you're being a man about it and you understand the consequences and you understand that you have to stand up for your family in that moment, you are being a man that uh, moment because of the... Overarching. I, th- I think it's also important. Is, you to, care for your family. You'll do anything. And this is specific with like black men, especially inner cities. Like sometimes you don't have to fight. You don't. Yeah. That's like, why I said that's, this, the understanding like, the consequences. Be, being a man can sometimes be walking oh, away. For sure. Like, yeah. Sometimes that's the best and most uh manly thing you can do because mm-hmm. that means again, the overarching thing that you want, your umbrella mm-hmm. thing is I would do anything to protect and care for my family. Mm-hmm. If that means walking away, that means walking away. That that's means you're true. doing the most manly thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, I look at it that way when I, when I compare it to like what I view as manhood. Mm-hmm. It's all about your umbrella value. What is your value? Mm-hmm. And then you go down from there. And then you can get to the, oh, I'm a protector, I'm a provider, and blah, 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 blah. But if you're just a protector mm-hmm. and a provider, and then you're just doing it as a checklist, mm-hmm then that defeats the whole purpose. Because mm-hmm. then you can say, check, check, and then you could neglect other things that sure. society doesn't value, like communicating. Mm. 
we gonna get there. But, <laughs> you know, but this is my shit because uh-huh. I, I feel like I've been in a society that was getting shit wrong and telling me, feeding me bullshit this whole time when I already knew better. Mm. So, yeah. And we're gonna talk about that. We can talk about that. But I did want to point out, um, so a lot of my exposure to masculinity and femininity has been through like yin and yang or, yeah, yin and yang um, principles, mm. which is like, I forget what. Asian philosophy it is. Maybe Confucianism. I don't know. I don't know. But some Asian, um, Eastern Asian philosophy uh, where it talks about the balance and the duality of energies. And they have uh, traits for the masculine energy and the feminine energy. So, um, Hmm. but I've also seen these traits with like the left brain and the right brain. Mm -hmm. The left brain seems to align more with the masculine energy and then the right brain is the more feminine so right and feminine is more artistic more emotional more spontaneous more passionate whereas the um left and masculine is the more dominant the more um planner the more logical um yeah just like i'm I'm just picturing a suit and an artist Mm. like that's really like one's free spirited and just able to be fluid, Moving, and one is thing. more rigid. Like it's just yeah, it's yeah, like the duality. The duality, <laughs> and you and you can be aligned towards one or the other, or you could be fluid in both. Um, yeah, it's true. So some of the uh, I just googled like masculine traits, and some of the, uh, I like this one because it broke it down for personality, cognitive, and physical. So personality wise, for masculine traits, they say competitive. Daring, adventurous, aggressive, courageous, dominant, which I will say is something that just came up in the media with Serena Williams, where mm. oh, they they yeah they're they're associating her passion and her anger That's to be oh a woman is being hysterical, calm her down. But when men do that, it's we do that shit all the time. Exactly. So I tell LeBron bitches. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just pick on LeBron. Yeah. But that thing, all <laughs> goddamn now. All the time. Yeah. Y'all know. If y'all watch, y'all mm-hmm. know. So it's it's interesting it's when they standard. said competitive right. for the personality. And I'm Masculine. like, well, that's what Serena was doing. Mm-hmm. But then it was a bad thing because she's a woman, you know. Um, Unable to accept it. Like, yeah. she's a woman, though. So she shouldn't be acting so masculinely. Yeah. What? You know, it, mm-hmm. it makes me feel weird inside because mm-hmm. it's not what I'm used to in society. Mm-hmm. And then naturally, that comes out. Yeah. Until and then the pushback is, is oh, you see, it's them. like nah, we can we can be masculine too. Yes, exactly. Masculinity is not tied to being a man. Exactly. It's just both. You you have to have both. Otherwise, if you're all just like straight up on Mr. Macho twenty four seven. Then you are holding back so much shit, and exactly, and there's so much more parts of you that you haven't discovered, mm-hmm. and it's probably making you a little bit miserable. And I think we touched on this either in um, our last episode, Angry Black Woman Syndrome, or the episode before that, mm. Strong, Independent, and Lonely Black Woman, is that women are in a male-dominated society. Mm-hmm. So we already have our femininity, but then because we live in this male-dominated space, we have to get that. in touch yeah. with our masculinity. And this was something that I was going to talk about later. Um, but no, I'll, I'll just I'll just hit it when we mm. land. 
But um, I did want to finish this. The cognitive traits that they have for masculine traits are rational, analytical, problem solving, um, good reasoning, and mathematical. And again, that's all left brain. Um, but it's not like women can't at all. Like women are, especially black women, are the most highly educated um, demographic in, in America. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> and then physical. Uh, rugged, muscular, physically strong, handsome, physically vigorous, and brawny. Now, I will say with the muscular, same thing with Serena. Because she's so muscular, because she's an athlete, right. people will, like, negate her femininity. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, she's she's still a woman. She's very feminine, and she's muscular. She's an athlete. What else do you expect? I never got that. Like, and I don't know. Did you and they see? tried to drug test her OD and then like all the other uh, women who they didn't drug test. Mm-hmm. They drug test that one time. Mm-hmm. They found shit on them. They see? drug test her almost 24-7. Nothing. She's mm-hmm. just better. So yeah. quiet. Like, and, th- and that's another thing. Serena Williams is the greatest athlete. Like, hey, Lawrence. Um, yeah, like she just, like, not woman, just. She's um, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if you saw the Australian, I think it was Australian um, cartoon in the newspaper they had where it was like, you could see they were, it was messed up. But anyways. No, I didn't see that one. So point of the matter is masculinity is not tied to being a man. You can be a woman and masculine and feminine. You can be a man and masculine and feminine. Well, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. What up with it? So... Okay, so we defined masculinity. We talked about manhood and what it takes to be a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how would you describe hyper-masculinity? Ooh. Okay, so you know how we talked about earlier, basically, um, society, the, mm-hmm. the way things are set up and mm-hmm. how we just, as men, rule society and that's just how things are at the time. Mm-hmm. We've set up basically a bubble that mm-hmm. protects that and that creates a system where the more masculine you're seeming, the more on top of the pedestal you're you're you are perceived to be, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and we create this bubble, and and what makes it even more uncomfortable is a man stepping outside of that and accepting mm-hmm. his femininity, yeah, or, or the duality of energy, or or just ex- or pushing back against the fact that. That masculinity is at the top or valued, and more. especially that that masculinity is tied with putting down women. Right. Like it'd be one thing if you'd be like, "Hey, man, we men, and let's <laughs> just be yay." But no, you're like, "Let me put you down to or, feel better well, about first myself." First of all, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what men do. Clearly not. What the fuck was that? Hey, man. Whatever, womanhood is strong. We have a sister. <laughs> that was I don't terrible. know what y'all do. That was terrible. <laughs> God, like that, not even black close. girl magic. Black girls rock. Oh yeah, yeah. That was bad. That was. Just, I'm just saying. Now you clearly don't know. I don't. Yeah. What do y'all do? How do you celebrate manhood? <laughs> um, Without putting down women. Uh, bonding. For real, just like celebrating each other, uh, moments where we achieve certain things, bigging each other up. At least that's what I do with any of the oh, fellas that I know. Like, that's what we do. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Again, it's not really that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. We just do it in a different way. Y'all do it maybe with shopping or something else like that, depending on the women. Yeah. <laughs> Us, we do it with maybe like sports or events or something else like that. Again, competitive. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit different, that's all. <sighs> hey, Andrew. No, he's not. 
Shut up. Sorry, Andrew. I ain't even gonna read that comment for the podcast. No. <laughs> it's out there right now, so you know. Um, Man, what was the question? <laughs> uh, Hyper masculinity. Right, right. So yeah, basically, <laughs> that's the, the, the that's the, the whole idea of hyper masculinity. It's like we create this bubble where the tougher, the bigger, the stronger, the more to the end of the spectrum of masculinity you are, mm-hmm. the better or more value you are within this bubble. So. It's anything that challenges that um, is tends to get kind of crushed, you know. Tends to get like fought back against aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like you ever see like um I don't know on a on a football team or something else like that, somebody who just takes care of himself is like like oh no I'm injured or, or like I'm gonna take this day off like my 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 hand hamstrings hurt or something something like mm-hmm. that and like. They're like, you pussy, get up. Like, what you doing? You're mm-hmm. supposed to... Uh, mm-hmm. All this to get you out there. When your body... You're tell, your body is mm-hmm. telling you, nah, you should probably chill out right now. Well, <laughs> to Andrew's point, to show my competitiveness, I sprained... I sprained my ankle right before my first track meet. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Freshman year of high school, my first track meet. You still went? Well, no. It, it wasn't even before the meet. Well, no, it was before the meet, oh, but it was sorry. at practice. But I, like, sprained it during practice, so I, like, started limping. Mm-hmm. And my coach was like, come off. And I was like, nah, let me, like, push through it. And he was like, nah, come sit your ass down. And, like, I had to... Sit your ass down? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I had to skip out on the, the first hey, track meet. I mean, again... But I own. didn't want to because it was the competitive. It was like, nah, like, let me let me do this. I, I got you. this. I feel you. You know? But that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's just like one example that came to, to my mind. Like mm-hmm. hyper masculinity shows up in a lot of ways in relationships and other ways too. But um, mm-hmm. I guess we could talk about that more later. <laughs> I mean, we didn't actually. Well, let's before we go to the the next big topic. We I'll make sure to bring it back up. Okay. Because I don't know if it'll come up naturally. Okay. Cool. cool. Even though it just came up. But anyway. <laughs> um, we flown. We flown. Andrew, what do you mean by women? Also play their role. Ooh, ooh, spicy. Ooh, me, speak on it, brother. Speak on it, brother. <laughs> um, let them know. But let's see. Oh well, yeah. I was about to say, like, how would you break down hypermasculinity? Same thing. Um, well, for me, it's more like where it comes from. So, hmm. especially within the context of a black man in America. Mm, right, so, right. You were telling me about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So, like, all right. So, just backstory. We were talking about stuff, doing a little prep with the, uh, you know, the episode and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, going over the questions. And we talked about masculinity. I looked at it from that perspective of society in a bubble, mm-hmm. um, like I just explained. But then Rocky, like the first thing you asked or came up with was like how it started, and you said. <laughs> Uh, I said slavery. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it took me back. Like, at first I was like, what the fuck? What is she talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I kind of know where she's going to go with this, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. So I want you to definitely break it down for myself mm-hmm. and for the people. Mm-hmm. So? Um, so first and foremost, in the continent, in different countries, 
Um, there was matriarchal societies and patriarchal societies. There was polygamy societies where there's one man and multiple wives, and there's polyandrous communities where there's a wife and multiple husbands. There's different um, dynamics with gender on the continent. But we were all swooped into one, no matter what we grew up with, and put all together. And then we were put together in the form of enslavement with the concept that we were owned by a white man. And even though the white man had more power than the white woman, the white woman still had more power, you know. So within the context of black men and black women and our relationships and our family dynamics, the black man wasn't allowed to be a man. He wasn't allowed to care for his family in the ways that he could. Like there was no way because the black man could be taken out at any second, whether that's whipped, hung, or sold. So the black man doesn't have any, he can't care for his family. He can't stop his wife being raped and he can't stop his children from being sold or his daughter from being raped. He can't do anything to stop that. So what happens? So, so look at the dichotomy of it. Like, okay, so that is what happened. How does that impact the black man? And how does that impact the black woman? The black woman is like, okay, I can't depend on him. I have to be come and become the man of the house. I got to take care of my family because he's not here. Like he can't protect me. He can't provide me in some sense. Like usually the black man, the times he made money, Mm -hmm. even as a slave or free black was through entertainment or some kind of trade. Whereas the black woman, we could cook, we could birth babies. We have medicine. So we were a lot more. Yeah. We were a lot more, um, valuable sometimes like if it had to do with physical labor black man had it he that's what we were all yeah it was you know they paid more for a black man because of the the strength so um but in terms of like freedom necessarily like if you were free black it might have been the women just there was more for us to do maybe um although i don't know i don't know the research in that this is just what's in my head these are the things that I think about. Um, so that's the black woman. What happens to a black man when he's not allowed to care for his family? And not only is he not allowed to care for his family, but he's made to feel less of a man. They call him boy. Yeah. That's it. Back then, like, I can't even think about it. God. And that happened for generations uh-huh. and generations so to the point... That not only were we first exposed to it by the masters and by the white people, it's like we taught our children the same concepts. Yeah, to keep them safe and to just, like, as protocol. Like, don't don't get your hopes up, basically. Like, this is the way it is. And then the other thing is, all the white people got used to treating us like that, too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've been through some shit, y'all. We've been Collectively. through some shit, yeah. And then, okay, so outside of slavery, once Civil War happened, we were emancipated. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you had the drug war. So all our men were swept up in um, drugs. And then you had um, 
the mass incarceration. So all our men Talking are in the, like the jail systems. So it's like repetitive. Our men again, still aren't here. Going back to us making shit and being hard uh, laborers again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Same process. Physical labor. We ain't free. The Anyways, prison strike. I haven't even checked up I, on that. I haven't even checked on that either. Yeah. But that's that. It, it matches up perfectly with mm-hmm. how we got to hybrid masculinity. Yeah. So it's like, yes, we're fucked up now, but see the reasoning. <laughs> like, there's a reason there's hyper masculinity within the black community. Um. So oh, so that that connection. Oh, and I, and I, that might have been somewhere. I don't know. But um, that connection. Of how, what we went through mm-hmm. as black people in America through the enslavement process. Um, so finally, when black men were able to kind of be all right, still, they mm-hmm. jumped. <laughs> it was like, I'm not just going to be masculine. I'm going to be the extreme of masculinity. Right. And that's where it got toxic. Like, I need my respect. Yeah. I had to be respected. I've been disrespected for so long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we talked about it last time with the women feeling the same way because then they get that same treatment. They've been disrespected in the same way by white people throughout history too. Mm-hmm. And then they get mistreated by black men. So yeah, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. And the cycle continues and the cycle continues. It's bad. Ah, we need to throw a wrench in that cycle. Yes. But it starts by knowing that yeah. there's a fucking cycle. Exactly. Then you're like, wait, we Awareness. keep doing the same dumb shit. And we keep blaming each other. And like, it wasn't our fault. We didn't get here with us. Why do we keep hating each other? Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Let's stop it. <laughs> um. So, in what ways presently does happier masculinity present itself in your life? Mm. Mm. Okay, so, yeah. Going back to the bubble concept that I was talking about before, mm-hmm. I still live in America. Like, ain't shit changed. I'm myself. I'm a, I'm still more embracing, you know, other parts of myself, being more uh, open to the fact that I have sensitive sides of myself that I can't express my emotions mm-hmm. and not being afraid of that shit because it's fucking normal mm-hmm. and human. Mm-hmm. Uh, just <laughs> right. But, but for real, it, it, it took a long time for me to even get to this point. And I still got a long ways to go to just stop the stupid mentality of thinking like that my feelings don't uh, deserve to be acknowledged mm-hmm. and expressed yeah. as a man, you know? And in a healthy way, not in a fucking, oh, I'm going to beat your ass because you said, like, no, like, uh, why the fuck did I get so upset just now? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me understand why that triggered me so much. Uh, mm. Was that from a place of hurt that had nothing to do with the situation? I'm talking about that introspection, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? not higher emotional intelligence, right? Not just like oh fuck it reaction. That's mm-hmm. that anybody can do that. Anybody can react with rage, fear, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but yeah, in the in the context of that bubble, I have to still I have to still be aware of people who aren't like me, who aren't trying to even embrace the fact that they have feminine sides or that they can express their emotions health in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So if somebody does try to come at me and is trying to be ha- hyper-masculine because they feel like that's the only way that they can get any respect or that's the only way they feel they can um, engage in another male 
uh, in any type of conversation without feeling small because they're insecure. Yeah. I have to be aware of that shit. I don't get that shit. When niggas be ready to fight over like some stuff I, I'm aware of that shit real quick. Like, like, like the first people to yo, hop up and be ready to fight so are usually respecting. Yeah, they're usually and then you're not even scared. mad at each other, black people. You're mad at white people. And you still can't demand that respect. So you demand it from each other and kill each other for it. Yeah, it's bad. But you can see it. It's a lot of insecurity. It's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people who hop up really quickly, they they have a temper. They have issues mm-hmm. that they haven't trauma. dealt with. In, yeah, trauma that they haven't dealt with inside. So I see that from the jump. And I'm like, look, I'm not even about that. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. about to go out my way to fight you or go because out my way to engage in some shit day. like that. Like I was good. You out your goddamn mind. Like I love my life. I actually have stuff to live for. Mm. So I, that's dead. Like I'm not yeah, going to do that yeah. ever. But it still affects me cuz I have to be aware of that shit. I can't just walk out here being all like La 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 la! I'm a happy black man. No, la, 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 I don't have street smarts at all. Nah, like I I'm don't. very much aware. Of but you grew up in the hood yeah, too. I grew, the hood. I grew up with white people. <laughs> I have no street smarts. You can yeah. leave your door open and shit. <laughs> so, but that—that's the other part. Is like I—I—I I, I love the fact that I grew up in that mm. uh, environment, but I still have to unlearn all that shit mm. to create healthier mm-hmm. relationships and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but it does make me aware of those environments, so I don't go into it just being all fucking happy smiles and just, you know, naive about shit and get taken advantage of, because, yeah, that's the reality. I do live in that world, unfortunately. Um, but what about you? Because hyper-masculinity in the male perspective is obviously a lot different than, uh, for women, because you get kind of... You're more of an active, I guess, victim of of hyper masculinity. For me, it's more like a, I said, it's like around me, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily directly impacting me, like on a day to day. I yeah. think in the same way. I think like you learn the concepts, but mm-hmm. you don't receive what the concepts, how the concepts impact people. Right, right. It's a little bit different in yeah. some ways, yeah, but it's totally yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for women. So yeah, well, well, how is it? How would you explain or how would you describe how it's affected you, hyper-masculinity? Um, so, okay, it started with the lessons I learned when I was little. And the biggest thing in the black community is mm. stop crying before I give you something to cry about. <laughs> so it's shutting down, it's shutting down emotional expression with all of us. But then added on that for the black boys is man up. Don't be weak. Don't be a punk. Don't be a pussy. Don't cry. Mm -hmm. So it's really shutting it down for them. And the women see it too. That that's what they're telling black boys. Whereas black girls, we may be able to get our bruises, you know, kissed a little bit. We're still told not to cry. But again, where is that not crying mentality coming from? Fucking slavery. We couldn't express ourselves. And we didn't want to give the motherfuckers a satisfaction either. And, and you know why? Other other reasons why, like slave uh, masters did not want to see tears because that that showed them the human, the human side of us, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to feel bad. Like, stop crying! You're making me feel bad about beating you. Mm-hmm. Ain't that some shit? I'm making you f- what? Anyways, just the the backwards logic between. 
God, the hoops people go through. Mm-hmm. Just for that hate. <sighs> but, yeah, so that was like the first message is like, boys don't cry. Yeah. Um, you couldn't express any emotion, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I became a teenager, it was more men are sexual beings. Mm. Black men hmm. are sexual beings. And they only want sex. You hide your pocketbook. You don't give it out for nobody because they're going to say all this and they're going to say all I mean, that. I might have to explain the pocketbook again because I uh, used to off that shit. Pocketbook is an old southern woman term for the vagina <laughs> and sex. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's my mama's from North Carolina. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like that's that's what they called it. But um, but yeah. But it was like men only want one thing from you, and and then like I had a lot of male friends, so I saw what they were telling each other, and it's like your pursuit of women is what makes you a man. Like having sex with multiple women, even though you could have the same amount of sex with one woman as you could with multiple women. But that wasn't, like, they was like, no, the more women you have sex with, the more of a man you are. Fellas, let me tell you something. If you are still in that zone where you're still thinking that way. Because we are older. Yeah. Because older people, you get out of that phase. I I hope so. (laughs) But, look, with one woman who you actually like, Mm -hmm. Just ha- you can have as much sex as you will have as much sex <laughs> as physically possible. Trust me. I guarantee you. Because if you treat me all right, she'll want to give it up for you. So it's like all the people who've like had sex with multiple women, the, the sex has been probably bad. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably like a lot of emotional distance and like some yeah. reason behind like y'all actually hooking up. Mm. Somebody's probably in a bad place. The other person was probably just bored or other stuff. It wasn't actually any mm-hmm. physical uh, intimacy um, outside of that. But again, intimacy is seen as vulnerability and vulnerability is seen as weakness, which men cannot feel. Mm-hmm. Are taught not not to feel. Mm-hmm. Some women are trying not to feel that in bed too. Which is yeah, bad. That's true. Um, but yeah, in that way, I'm sure mm-hmm. you saw a whole bunch of men as just being like, you know, trying to fuck. But see, I think I kind of own that. And I was like, well, if you can do this, then I can do it too. Mm. So that point that I made was uh, right on cue. Yeah. <laughs> um, so did you feel, but you don't describe yourself as somebody who felt like they threw away you know, just threw away everything and just was like, I'm just going to fuck because they're fucking. Or was it? No. More, cause it, it, was, it was more like own, owning, finding the power I could in the situation. Okay. I was like, well, if I've been taught that men are just going to fuck, mm-hmm. well, then I'm going to just fuck too and I'm equally not going to care. So I'm preparing myself for them leaving mm. before, but I feel more empowered with it. Mm. Because I'm controlling who I sleep with, and, like, I know I'm not going to call them back. Okay. Versus, like, a man thinking he has that power over me. Gotcha. Um, but it was still the concept that all men wanted was sex. But, going mm-hmm. back to uh, another podcast we had, mm-hmm. all the guys that you slept with still had to come up to you, right? Yeah. 
But did you feel like you were actually choosing at the time? Yeah. Because, I mean, I didn't have to give him my number. I didn't have to continue a conversation with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and like, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like. But did you see guys that you would actually be like, I want to fuck him. But you never did. No. No. I don't really have that thought when I see men. Hmm. That, oh, I want to fuck him. I don't. I don't know. Well, that might be just you, but yeah. I don't. There are no. plenty of women who would disagree. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm a sapiosexual, so that is very strong. So, which means yeah. I'm stimulated by your our mental connection. That, so that, that that too. It doesn't have to just be like on site. <clears throat> but I'm I'm saying it's it's like celebrity worthy type where a guy is attractive enough that like yep he get it. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about. Let's say you saw mm-hmm. or were talking to, or you were had interactions with a guy mm-hmm. who you found attractive mm-hmm. because he was smart, intelligent, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. But you didn't shoot your shot because you know you don't do that. Mm-hmm. But you still wanted to sleep with him. Hasn't that happened? Probably, but I can't remember. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was just making that point because last podcast is like you know, maybe you just never shot your shot at a guy who actually wanted you to sleep with. Nah, it's it's usually like if I want you, it's for a relationship, mm. because because I'm an attractive. Well, wait, back then, I'm because sure I'm an attractive woman. So if I'm interacting with a guy, mm. and I'm okay having sex with him, it's not he. Guys don't really turn me down like that. So, I mean, I have been turned down, and that was a lesson that I had to learn. But <coughs> get out of here. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't really have to experience that. So, anyways, um, but I also think that <laughs> the, the pursuit of multiple women is tied to, like, sowing your royal oats before you settle ah, down into the ball, ball of chain and all that stuff. And then also, the with marriage comes the protector and provider mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, those were kind of how it showed up for me. Okay. Yeah. But what about in like a negative way? In, in a way that like have you ever felt like someone's overbearing or like overly aggressive towards you as a man? Um or maybe um just demeaning like or, or tried to like, you know, have too much control over you, I guess. Uh I mean, I had a boyfriend who put me down verbally. Mm. I had the same boyfriend cheated on me. Um I've had a guy Put pictures I sent them on the internet, like that story's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, would you th- that shit was bad. Hyper, yeah, I don't, hyper, I don't know if I would. As hyper masculine, I think so because all right. So look, uh, for instance, the picture, mm-hmm. it's like your body, and mm-hmm. you gave him access to that privately, mm-hmm. but he felt because you rejected him. Mm-hmm. He owned or had the permission to give your mm-hmm. body to the rest of whomever to hurt you too. So then I'm seen as a sexual object. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think in a way that was like him. And that was a boyfriend. That wasn't. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't fuck. like someone I was just fucking. Like that was someone I was in a relationship with. Did he I hit mean, you up? huh? <laughs> he hit me up afterwards and it was like, no, we are done. Like. <laughs> Yo, There's not even a remotely right, of a conversation. Can't. Like, no. 
You can't come back from that. And right? and that's and that's and the story behind that is I broke up with him because he was a pathological liar. Another thing. And then um, yeah, yeah, it seems like he's fitting the. the <laughs> yeah, he's a pathological liar, he's and he just he we were arguing all the time, and I was like, "Why am I in a relationship and we're arguing all the time? Like, I'm not happy, so it's done." But then we were still like, after we ended it, we broke up. Mm-hmm. We were still arguing, and I was like, "Okay, obviously, <laughs> I just don't need you in my life or something because I can't. Like, I, this is drama and negative energy. I don't want it." So I was like about to cut him out of my life and he was like, oh, okay. Which, what logical sense did that make? If I didn't want you in my life before, I damn sure didn't want you after that. <laughs> oh, okay, so here's my plan. So she broke up with me and doesn't want me in her life. So what I'm gonna do is release her naked pictures and then she'll come back because she'll be so appreciative of you. So, yeah, they didn't think that if, was Yeah, example of hyper masculinity right there. <laughs> Let me leave that alone. Yeah. Um, bad bitch. <laughs> that shit hurt, too. I was crying. God, that was, that was bad. I can only imagine how bad that, that shit was, was. That was a bad day. That's, that's a fuck nigga right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's some petty ass, insecure ass mm-hmm. shit right there. And then since then, it's like it was hard for me to trust men with that. And it's like, I, I didn't see, see all the, all the guys yeah. like, send me a pic. Uh-uh, I ain't getting no pic. I, I, I <laughs> like, I like that. Like, I like mm. the, you know, the anticipation. I, see, and that's and, the bad part. It, it ruins, like, a part of. Yeah. Like, that was just, like, I was in a relationship with him when mm-hmm. I sent the picture, so. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the guys do a lot of that stuff with, going back to, like, the hyper-masculinity. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a lot of shaming around that, too. Like, oh, she a fucking freak. Look, she's sending all this stuff, showing it to all you boys, like. That wasn't meant for fucking you. Yeah, for none no. of your boys. That was meant mm-hmm. for you. Like, and the reason why she's doing that because she fucking appreciates you. Mm-hmm. And instead of you looking at it, oh, yeah, I can take advantage of the fact that she likes me, why don't you just value your connection and the fact that you do have someone who has interest in you? Value the fact that she has interest in you. See what she's there to teach you and what you're there to learn from her. Yeah. Okay, so... It's 40 minutes. And we have a a whole bunch of Yeah. (laughs) So, do you. We can do a part two or we can um, skip to some of the later questions. Because it's like, it's it's this. The values. It's these two. But I feel like those would be long discussions. Damn, yes, they would. Yeah. So, like I said, we can end on that and then just talk about homophobia next week. Um, okay, let's do that. Okay. Uh, so, sorry, had to figure out some logistics. Right. <laughs> Gotta make sure the show is going on. Exactly. Okay, so um, check out next week part two um, of hyper masculinity and homophobia, and we'll talk more about the homophobia. Yeah. Um, this was just a lot to dissect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot with hyper masculinity. Yeah. It's everywhere. And I do want to talk about. Um, the difference between hyper masculinity and toxic masculinity, but that may be another episode. Mm, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta break it down. Um, although, cause, well, hold on. Does hyper masculinity automatically mean toxic? But does toxic I think they're not automatically terms, mean like, but mm-hmm. there may be a distinction that I'm not aware of. So mm-hmm. I'll have to do research. I wanted to listen to um, let's talk, bro. 
because they, they were talking about shout that. out to let's talk bro mm-hmm. i'm fucking with the podcast yeah, y'all doing y'all thing shout out to kira man <laughs> <laughs> my boy kira man mr hampton mr. brothers hampton <laughs> Um, but all right. So as a black man, oh, what would you say you were taught about your values as a man? Hmm. So I don't think I was, first of all, problem is, first of all, the problem is <laughs> I was never actually explicitly, mm-hmm. uh, shown or told what my value as a man was. And that's a problem. I should be told. Uh, I should be shown a, a blueprint of what a man should be, like what I should be valued as, mm-hmm. and then I should be able to either construct from there positively or deconstruct uh, from there any negativity that I don't want. Mm-hmm. Instead, I was put into a society just dropped off. <laughs> you know, just like woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm a man. Okay, all right. What are we doing? Oh <laughs> shit, we doing we doing that. Oh, mm. uh, okay. I guess we doing that. Oh, but they said that doing that was wrong. Okay, so I guess we not doing that. But uh, wait, uh, that's how the fucking world was, pretty much. So it's like getting girls is great, right? You're supposed to be able to get them. You're supposed to be able to treat them right. You're supposed to do all that, but but doing that too much is not right. You're supposed to be able to be a player and be able to be interchangeable. And mm. being locked down to one girl means that you're, you know, whipped, whipped. And you can't really, you know, <clears throat> you don't have enough uh, skills to get more than one. And that means you're not enough of a man and you can't please them. And you also have to do all this stuff and have fun now because if you don't do it now and get out your system, you're, when you get married, you definitely going to have it and you're going to miss out on them days. Which is the monogamy of society mm-hmm. that is not polyamory. That's true. Because uh, that doesn't tell you the value connection or anything else like that. Also, you have to be extra super fucking macho. You can't cry. You can't, you know, be mm-hmm. told any of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and your value as a man is to be able to be a provide. You're supposed to have money. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no money, nigga? What you doing? Get your coins up. Get your bread up. What you doing? And women definitely Yo. see less of a man. If he if he, if he on his mama no, couch with no job. He ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. He ain't got no motherfucking coins. I don't wear shit. Hey, my sis. Um, yeah, ain't no way. You got you gotta have something. Mm-hmm. You gotta have something, right? Yeah. That's 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 So <laughs> so we're taught that too. <laughs> yeah. That he ain't a man. He ain't a man unless you got that. Which is crazy. You need to stop doing that, y'all. Again, like the way I see it now is uh, umbrella values. Mm-hmm. Like, if if I feel like my value is I am going to provide and care for my family the best possible way, no matter what the situation, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm if I live by those values daily, and I strive for those, then I'm a man right there because mm-hmm. those are the values that I strive like I I'm aspiring. So to. okay, um, I thought about this when you were talking about. <laughs> The intentional taught mm-hmm. value of a man versus the dropping off. Right, because we just get dropped. Exactly. So, what would you teach your son about ooh, how to ooh. be a, a man? Yeah, I know, but that's that's the thought that hit yeah, me. Hit me with the question like that. I ain't know it's coming. But like, if you're thinking about a fucking blueprint, <laughs> like, goddamn. Oh, okay. All right. Damn. Yeah. Put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> how much means we got? Let me stop. Uh, no. Okay. So, what would I teach my son? Mm-hmm. As a man, your value is one 
it is to be connected and to share your space with those who you love, you know, mm -hmm. to be cooperative, to be a person who's collaborative and looks to build amongst people who you care about. That's number one. That's the number one thing that you should be doing is caring about those around you. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, caring for yourself, your value for yourself um, as a as a person, you know, as 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 you see yourself, whether you're dealing with masculine parts of yourself or feminine parts of yourself, whether you're dealing with emotions mm -hmm. and you crying, you being soft and you being all emotional in that one moment, or if you're being hard and being aggressive, you have to challenge things, you have to deal with shutting off your emotions for this one period of time because you know that you need to grind it out. You need to be able to value both of those things. So value the duality within yourself and know that you have to love that person regardless. And that knowing that the world outside is going to judge you based on their limited understanding of those concepts. Whew. So that's why I would tell my son mm -hmm. whenever he get here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no time soon. Because, you know, like I said, financially, your boy ain't there yet. You know, so we will hold off on that. Mm. But uh, in terms of my values, mm. if I have that, if I feel like, those are the stepping stones, the, like the foundation that I, I build for someone. Mm -hmm. You can leapfrog off of that and then go on to do great things. Because I think that's where a foundation should be. And again, going back to the awareness of the society, mm -hmm. I think that's key. Because when my son goes out into the world, even in preschool, and like, oh, why are you playing with dolls? I want him to know. Oh, my God. I want him to know. Oh my God. That it's not you, son. It's them. They don't have the understanding, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, um, in a lot of other countries uh, over in Europe, mm -hmm. they're not putting gender roles on toys. So they're just giving the child the toys or the outfits that the child wants to wear. And it was like, and it was like they had a child, and they just gave all the toys. And what ended up happening was there were cars and the little Barbie beds, <laughs> instead of like Barbies, it was like cars and the little. What's going end up happening is like a lot of people had this fear that like, oh my my son's gonna be in a dress or some shit like that, or be gay, or be which gay. leads to the homophobia. Exactly, the <laughs> very thing that you were trying to prevent, mm -hmm. because you, again with the duality situation, yes. if your son is unable. To mm -hmm. access or to to even um, explore mm -hmm. parts of his femininity, he's gonna be feeling like there's gonna be a need or an excess to to reach out for that later on in life. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's gonna be like a natural like snapback reaction. Like I want to see what that's about. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see what 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 playing with the, the dolls or things are about. Mm -hmm. I want to see what getting dressed up in those things are about mm -hmm. because he's curious. Mm -hmm. It's like, going to happen. Children are very curious. They don't know this is a whole new world for them. So by you denying that, you're going to mm -hmm. make him do that more. And that doesn't mean necessarily your son will be gay. Yeah, no. It doesn't. <laughs> see, and that's the thing that I never got with Barbies and baby dolls. It's like, that's representational play coming from a therapist. That's a representational play <laughs> right, right, right. of real life. So your child is learning how to be a like thriving adult who can cook clean for themselves, but also it's teaching them how to be a father. Like when they're holding the baby, that's fatherhood right there. Right. So why do you not want him to learn that? It's stupid. Or learning how to cook. Yeah, all these, all these things that. out here that don't know how to cook. Exactly. Or, and expect the woman to cook. Look, nigga, if you live by yourself, right. I'm going to need you to learn. I can chef it up, and I'm proud of that. You can. First of all, because one, I don't got to spend all this goddamn money. 
I could I cook better than most of the restaurants I go to. And it's eating healthy. All that microwave bullshit ain't healthy for you. I'm good off that. So there's nothing wrong about learning that too. Yeah. So there's a, a institutional mm-hmm. block on on embracing duality. Yeah, basically. And it's it's harming basically. people. It's harming people. It's mm-hmm. it's making people not value stuff. Like there's so many women that don't value the fact that a man can express himself mm-hmm. um, yes! in a positive way. Another thing, especially when we're younger. As teenagers, we do not respect that. Sure. If a man is crying, we will call him weak and a pussy like, in a bitch. Oh my god. Why are you mm-hmm. crying? Or oh, he clingy. Like, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I don't like shit. it. You know, shit. I want me a thug. I want me a bad boy and shit. And we push away the good guys. But then when we get older and we become a lot more aware of ourselves and a lot more aware of the societal constructs, Ooh, we're like, it. nah, I actually want that man. Yeah, too late though. <laughs> too late though. All those guys is going. Because we didn't hurt them. <laughs> when guys get hurt because they aren't allowed to explore their emotions, it takes they so shut long. Damn. Again, and then the cycle continues and yep. continues and continues. Guys, it takes so long for us to get over emotional stuff because we ain't used to dealing with fucking emotions. Women have been taught to express themselves, yes. deal with their emotions, express themselves to a community of other women. Mm-hmm. They got a fucking circle. They had mm-hmm. sister circles. They talking about shit. That's why I was like, sisterhood is different. We be like, hey, girl. Fellas, we don't talk about goddamn. I ain't no. Ooh, one. that would be an interesting episode. The difference between male friendships and female friendships. And I can't really say that because the fellas in my circle, we mm-hmm. actually do talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Phil, Jay, all my all my boys from back home, mm-hmm. uh, CeeLo. Shout out to my brother CeeLo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we talk about shit and we always talk about this. The last conversation I, me and Phil had, we was talking about this whole situation um, with his, his ex-girlfriend and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And how he's trying to like get over these feelings and trying to be a better person in his relationship. So mm-hmm. me and my boys actually do talk about those things. That's wonderful. But it, I'm not saying that that's, that's the norm. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. <sighs> so what are some things that you've shied away from in particular due to hyper-masculine societal pressure? Mm. Well, I talked about some of the stuff uh, here. Mm-hmm. Like, I would stay away from certain things because I knew being in that environment was even dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. just playing certain sports. Like, around my block, playing up the court? Are you crazy? No. Like, <laughs> fights every week. Mm-hmm. So, even being involved in basketball, if I'm good enough or I'm challenged, jealousy, all this other mm-hmm. stuff, these are things that were in my mind mm-hmm. as, a, as a person who's seen the shit. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of that's just, like, trauma one <laughs> yeah. uh, and then having that reaction um, just being hyper vigilant of my surroundings mm. hyper vigilant trauma trauma one of the very clear signs of trauma right mm-hmm. there being hyper vigilant so with the hyper vigilance came me not wanting to play outside because I was so aware of what could happen mm-hmm. to me so I just realized that that was my fire Oh, for real? Yeah. Like, I had never seen it so explicitly. Mm. I was like, this is that. This is It happens to a lot of us. It happens to a lot of us. Mm. We just don't realize it. But yeah, I I, I realized that, like, around a year ago. And Mm -hmm. I've been, like, taking that back. I've been literally on the court every Mm -hmm. morning. Not every morning, but, you know, (laughs) uh, a lot of mornings. Uh, But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do now, because I'm embracing that part of my masculinity um, Mm -hmm. in itself. Uh, other things like not being able, like on the feminine side, like I didn't, I, I could have been a better dancer 
uh, than I was if I wasn't so ashamed about going to certain dance classes, moving, just moving mm-hmm. in general. You know what I mean? Like when you're younger, as a guy, you're taught like sit on the wall, chill the fuck out. Oh yeah. You know, let them come to you. All that bullshit. I like fucking dancing. Fuck that. Mm. I like going and fuck off. <laughs> I love having a good time. I love dancing with women. I love dancing with women. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. I will continue to do that shit. I'm going to be in a fucking old house, like 90 years old, still dancing with women. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's fun. But back in the day, that was something I just did not like. Mm. Yeah. So stuff like that, I think, is what happened. Can't think of any of the other things. Cooking might have been one in, at the beginning, but little things like that. Okay. Mm. Um. So, what are some of the challenges that came with pushing back against the narrative you were taught? Uh, biggest challenge was recognizing that I was in that predicament or in that place to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was saying, it's hard to even be aware of some of these things because not a lot of men are out here talking about the fact that they do have emotions and they do like certain things that are considered feminine. <laughs> Yo, Lawrence is funny as hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just really it. Like I, I, I don't have like another man out there that, mm-hmm. that, that could show me that there is a way out here to be, just be you. And embrace those parts of yourself that you need to embrace without feeling any shame about that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Just feeling like you good. <laughs> You're a man regardless of what other people think because you define what a man is. You define yourself. Well, I think men are starting to come to that realization. Like I with, hope so, man. I hope so. Kier and I think the co-host is Jeremy. Jeremy, um, yeah, Jeremy's cool. On Let's Talk Bruh. Let's a, Talk Bruh. A podcast about toxic masculinity. Um, so I do think it's it's coming. The, the elevation is coming. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Uh, I think that's it. The rest of the stuff, I, I'm sure we can... We have a lot of other topics and uh, discussions to go around, yeah. but... But we definitely gonna um, finish up the, the homophobia part yeah. for part two. It's so we, long, we didn't get to that. Yeah. So much to talk about so, with the subject. Uh, stay tuned next week for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next coming weeks, we're gonna be focusing on voting because... Because it's that time. It's we that ain't time playing. And we, we not we're playing. not playing around. We're about to inform all you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big I'm midterm tired. election. I'm not. Midterm, this, this is this is what matters. This is what defines. It's like most of um, the House representatives and, and I think Senate. senators mm-hmm. are up for re-election or election. Let's so get this shit done. We need to get people who don't accept corporate money. And who are for Medicare for all? Medicare for all is like the fucking seventy percent of like <laughs> what like the country now almost. Yeah. Like, come on, stop it, stop it. Like, we we know what we need to do. Mm-hmm. If you're not for that, if you're not on that train by now, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm not voting for you. Exactly. So, um, those are like my biggest two. I got plenty of other like topics I'm gonna need them to hit, but like um, if you got those, I'm looking at you. I'm thing. looking at you. Um, but time in for check out that shirt. <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. Yes, because I'm wearing my shirt. <sighs> 
So this shirt says nah by uh, Rosa Parks, 1955. I've seen that one walking around the lake. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of black women wear that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So nah. I actually got this not from a black owned company. So I'm not going to share where I got mine because I don't want you to buy from them. I just found this shirt before I found a black owned one. So I'm going to tell you about the black owned one. So the black owned one is um, plow, uh, sorry, powerandblack.com. www.powerandblack.com or Power and Black Tees on, on Instagram. And that's where you can get um, this shirt from a black owned company. Um, because, no. You know, support black-owned businesses. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. We need all the support we get. Exactly. Like, well, no. collective people. Get with it. Gotta build. Um, but I still like the shirt because it's the culture. No. Ancestor. So. Um, but. Two words have never been spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky. And your boy, O. We appreciate you. Definitely thank you, everyone, who joined us on Facebook Live for joining the conversation. Make sure you check out the podcast on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Subscribe and share. Share, baby. Uh, We're going to try and get on iTunes within the next week or so. Yeah, we're going to make that Yeah, yeah. because get a wider audience because it's time. It's that time. It's that time. iTunes, are you ready? Do you know everybody's got, like, about the iPhone shit. Shit. Yeah. But uh, we will uh, make it available. <laughs> so uh, make sure Not you that we check out. On them, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. But uh, make sure you check out our Instagram, our Facebook, and our podcast on SoundCloud. It's so real. Oh, and definitely check out. Oh my God, I'm so proud of Oh. He is producing his ass off. He just produced our new intro. Oh, no, We're gonna um uh, put it out. Definitely check it out. Let us know your thoughts. I love it. I've been producing for like under a month. And he, because <laughs> this man is a musician. Like he's a drummer. He plays the piano or the keyboard. Like he's. Mm, Spotify. Lena said it. Put it on Spotify. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we got you. But, um, uh, so yeah, he's, he's been doing big things. And he, you can you break know, it down like we, you know we out I'm here. Need some artists we out here doing who some can things. flow because if you if you can actually rap or sing or sing, especially singers. I'm about to hit up my man Miles. First of all, mm-hmm. that's what I'm about to do because my nigga Miles. Who's Miles? What? Oh, you don't probably don't know him. Yeah, uh, I know that's, Malcolm. Yeah, I, Miles ain't Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm finally getting back into like the music shit. It's mm-hmm. been a while. I finally got some time to do it. And yeah, it's going pretty well. So and you are deconstructing um, oh, that's black men, and what because at large black men are rappers, producers, ball players, mm-hmm. and it's like you were taught don't go that route. I was taught not to go that route, mm-hmm. and I'm talented in all those areas. Yes, like naturally talented. <laughs> like I'm playing ball, I'm busting ass and ball, mm-hmm. I'm producing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows? I, I might even rap. Let me try that next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can flow with it though. You just need to get your rhymes. Okay. I believe poet, in them. Poet over here. I believe in them. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, what all that stuff will soon come. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl Rocky. And your boy. Oh, we out of here for real this time. All right. Take care of you. Take care. We out.